Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Phoenix, Arizona, it's time for Phoenix Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Good afternoon and welcome to Collaborative Connections Radio Show and Podcast sponsored by KLM. I'm your host, Kelly Lorenzen, and we're coming to you live from the Phoenix Business Radio X studios inside Max 6 in Tempe, Arizona. Collaborative Connections was started to bring people together, bring uh, business owners and the cities and the chambers and associations alike to collaborate and hopefully grow this community better. And what better way to do that by my special guest today? I can't wait to introduce you. So we'll start with Jill Bushbacher from the city of Tempe. Thank you so much for being here today. Tell us a little bit about yourself, and then I get to introduce my other two guests. Fantastic. Thanks for having me today. So I've been with the city about six years. I'm in our economic development department as a program manager. I'm our business liaison. I work with small businesses, entrepreneurs, um, and just try to help in every way that I can, connect them to resources, work with our partners like the Tempe Chamber. Denise's team has been fantastic to work with, um, and a variety of other folks in the community to you know, kind of keep every, all of our businesses happy, healthy, and here, as we like to say. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Welcome, Denise Hart with the Tempe Chamber of Commerce. Thanks for being on with us today. Thank you very much for having me. So I am Denise Hart, and I'm the interim president and CEO of the Tempe Chamber of Commerce. I've been here for about four months now, but I'm not new to the chamber world, as I was uh, the president and CEO of Apache Junction Chamber of Commerce, and I've been in the Tempe business community for about 15 years now. 2016 Tempe Businesswoman of the Year, very proud of that, and been very involved in uh, the business environment here in Tempe, and glad to be here with you today. I know we're so excited to have you back. And and happy to have you in that role. (laughs) Very happy. And my third guest and friend and mentor uh, and power partner, Karen Nowicki. Welcome to the show. I I love being a guest. I host so many shows that every once in a while when I get to sit on this side, it's kind of fun. So I'm Karen Nowicki and I own and operate Phoenix Business Radio X, where we are broadcasting from today, uh, right here in Tempe. And it's where we help businesses and connect businesses with the right people and shine the light on the great work that people are doing. And kind of like Jill said, just helping people all move in the same direction, you know, towards whatever success and how that's defined for them. Uh, I also have a coaching practice, and my coaching practice is Deep Impact Leadership, where I help executive leaders most typically just, you know, work out of a funk or a sticking point and take themselves to the next level, whether it's in life or business. And I'm thrilled to be here. It's been, I feel like, didn't we just celebrate for you 75 stories told? On, yes. So 75 congr- businesses highlighted in the last couple of uh, years. On, yeah. on businesses. Uh, collaborative connections. Yeah. yeah. Businesses, nonprofits as well, yep. and associations. Congratulations. And thank you for letting us have, or, you know, thank you for letting us be part of your team and your media partner. Absolutely. Absolutely. I wouldn't do it any other way. So, <laughs> well, let's jump right in. I'll start with you, Jill. Uh, give us a little background on where you've come from and where you're headed personally and professionally. Sure. So I've been doing economic development and workforce development in the Valley for about the last 20 years uh, with City of Phoenix, with the county, um, and also with the Commerce Authority, and now in Tempe for about six years. So, It's been a really fun journey. I've gotten to do a lot of really interesting projects and work with all different industries, whether it was helping put together, um, you know, partnerships with community colleges to train folks in manufacturing, or it was 
simply things like helping folks get through the plan review and permitting process in the city in which I worked. So it's been a lot of fun, a lot of different interesting projects. And during this time, it's been especially great to work with our partners, the Chamber, Downtown Tempe Authority, Local First, and Tempe Tourism, really to come up with great programs, you know, that were relevant and helpful to help folks kind of survive and thrive during this very challenging time. So, and then kind of, I think you asked what's next as well. (laughs) So there are a lot of neat things coming up. We just got some new funding to do some new uh, programs for small businesses. Uh, We're going to be doing a job blizzard pretty soon, uh, which is very similar to what we did this summer in our job monsoon, where we're helping kind of to really promote the hiring opportunities across the various kinds of businesses in our community. And uh, we were pretty successful with that. About 85% of the businesses that participated last time said they'd want to do it again. So we'll be doing that uh, the week of January 15th. And folks can come in to those businesses that have signed up for it and learn all about the hiring opportunities and apply. And in some cases, get on the spot interviews during that week. So it's very exciting. Way, very, very <laughs> exciting, right? Br- bring in the the community. We need, you know, everybody is is hurting for uh, staff and help, and and that would be huge. So thank you for doing that. Denise, tell us a little bit about your background and where you're headed. Okay. Well, I've had a very interesting life, and I'm very blessed to have all the experiences I've had. Born in Texas, raised in Hawaii, and Mm. not very many people can say that. That was a wonderful experience. But I've been in the sports marketing industry, worked at Nike, worked with a lot of the athletes that everyone knows and loves, including Michael Jordan and Bo Jackson and many more. Um, And then went into the shopping center industry and was the vice president of marketing um, with Vestar. And over... 38 shopping centers in five different states and um, also worked at Arizona Mills. I did a little stint there as well as doing their marketing before I found the chamber world. And uh, so I've been in the chamber industry for close to three three years now and um, really enjoying working with businesses and helping small businesses and large businesses, of course, um, especially as they navigate through this uh, pandemic and post-pandemic world that we're all dealing with. And and having to struggle with, we don't know what comes next, what's coming next, and we are just uh, adapting and being flexible. And that's why it's great to have such great partnerships with the city and with downtown Tempe Authority and with Tempe Tourism. So what's next for us would be uh, just to continue our partnerships, workforce development, and you know finding people for, for our companies that are looking to hire um, is at the top, you know, that is the utmost priority right now, I think, for our businesses. And so um, looking forward to working on some innovative programs to help everyone. That would be so great. I can't Mm -hmm. wait to hear about that. And Karen, tell us a little bit about your background and where you're headed. Sure. Uh, Third grade teacher way back when, (laughs) before I had kids in the Kyrene School District and quickly advanced to an administrative role as a vice, uh, vice principal for the first uh, Intel school partnership uh, in the country. And that was, I was at the time going for my master's in educational leadership, but I kind of got bit by the business bug in two paid internships that we got to do as administrators at Intel because I sat in these large meetings for the departments that I was working for for the summer. And was contributing and had you know, insightful observations and a different take on what, you know, these folks who had been doing it day in, day out, uh, I could offer something unique. And so I walked away from that second internship thinking, 
if I wanted to leave education ever, would my ed leadership master's be the best bet? And so I switched and went for organizational development instead. And that's when my world really just kind of blew up around, wow, (laughs) this idea of educating, you know, still having a love for education, but also education is a pretty broad term, especially when you involve uh, adults and community. And conscious capitalism is a big part of our station here. And I know Kelly sits on the board uh, with them. And the whole idea that uh, stakeholder involvement, which is what you both have been speaking about as well, is so critical that we want to look for the win-win-win, right? The employee, the uh, vendor, the customer, the community, everything. So um, I've just uh, found my way to being a consultant and a coach the last 15, 16 years have done many things in between uh, to get my uh, my entrepreneurial spirit in order enough to open this business and continue to grow my coaching practice. You had mentioned the uh, career workforce readiness, and we're lucky here at Business Radio X to have an intern from Corona High School. Our Mary uh, is part of the Tempe Career Ready program, and uh, today we actually have her first review, which is exciting. And yesterday she launched her radio show, her podcast, uh, and it's called Under the Rug, uh, discussing stories that influence business that often don't get spoken about, you know, really talking about inclusion, diversity. And this is Mary as a junior in high school came up with this whole thing. I said, hey, you're with us for eight weeks. Yeah, so you guys got to sit in the interview with, mm-hmm. with us, right? I, right. For, I, I knew that, but then I, as I was storytelling, <laughs> I forgot that we got to sit there and listen to many of these high school kiddos. And it's a great program, of course, in partnership with the Tempe City and, of course, mm-hmm. the Tempe Chamber. And she's having a blast. And we just, Daryl and I said to her, we want you to do a show. And and this is what we do for businesses and how we help organizations. What do you think is important from your youthful youthful perspective? And she immediately knew what she wanted to do. And she came up with the name under the rug by herself. And uh, it her launch was fantastic yesterday. So we're busy doing that. And I'm part of the Women in Business Council for the Tempe Chamber as well. And Daryl was just accepted into the pro. Daryl, I keep saying Daryl as if our listeners know, he's our <laughs> producer and, and community manager. He was just selected as a protege uh, for the mentor program. And I got to be a, a mentor last year, but I'm going to step away and let him soak it all up this time around. Yeah, just looking forward to 2022 and growing my coaching practice now that I have Daryl in place full time. He'll continue to run the studio and I'll work on growing Deep Impact Leadership and Axiom Coaching. Exciting. I can't wait to hear more. Speaking of job readiness, um, tell us about a little more about the um, Career Ready Tempe and the Job Blizzard, because a lot of listeners I know of our, of our listeners are entrepreneurs, they're business owners, they're they're people who need this help, right? They're, they need the shortage is insane. We're hearing it from every industry. Um, so for listeners, tell us what the program is and then how can people find out about it? Because, oh my gosh, to give a junior in high school the media and, oh, by the way, you can be a show host and, oh, by the way, you probably are going to want to open your own business because of all the stuff she's doing already. And Kelly, Kelly has had a chance to train her for us because I hire Kelly frequently for a lot of those projects that I can't take on myself because I'm running in 90 different directions. And so Kelly has had an opportunity to help train so we all know Mary. Shout out to Mary. <laughs> so yes, I didn't explain career ready Tempe very well. I'm sure, I trust oh, that no. both of you can do a better job. 
Yeah, so Career Ready Tempe was starting, what, two years ago, Jill, I think, something like two years ago. And um, what it is is um, we take uh, junior and seniors from uh, Tempe high schools um, that come from um, a lower household income, um, and we pair them with a business here in Tempe. And it gives them an internship so that they can see what a real-life work experience is like. Um, and it is running currently this year through December. Typically, they're held in the summer months, which is a lot easier for the students to um, get away. But um, because of COVID, we had to push it off to fall this year. But um, next summer, we'll be starting in the summertime. Um, so what happens is uh, we have a committee that gets together and we look at all the students that have applied. And we offer it to the businesses at no charge whatsoever. Um, so this program is fully funded. And um, we pair them based on the interests, the common interests between the two of them, and also their um, accessibility, you know, how, how they can get to that job and um, on their time frame as well. Is when, when do they get out of school and when are they available and when does the business need their help? is going very well. It's good to hear that Mary's doing such a great job. I'm excited for her. This is a great program for her. And yes. we're looking forward to um, continuing next year. And I would just add to that, that with that program, we're so pleased to see the successes those students have had. In the previous cohorts, we had some folks that were hired. We had some folks that continued their education as a result. They learned about these new industries and they really were exposed to some great opportunities that were right here in their own backyards that they probably wouldn't have been aware of otherwise. And what's exciting, too, about the program is that um, they have some other wraparound services that our businesses have told us are really important to them. Like they get a, they get some soft skills training right up front and they get some ability to get some business attire at no cost to them through Dress for Success um, and it's just, we, we have some really neat partnerships around that and great opportunities for these youth that participate. And the businesses are just so thrilled and excited at our celebration last time. I thought the, I don't know, I thought the uh, business speaker was going to float off the stage with excitement. She was just so thrilled with the intern she had had. And um, I believe she ended up hiring him as well. So really, really just a fabulous program with great partnerships and funding and Excited to see what this next, you know, group will bring. And the students are paid. Yeah, that, and that. that's great for a small business owner like me, <laughs> who, again, having just made a commitment to bring on, you know, somebody full time and still needing help, it was very appealing <laughs> to say, well, could how could we best take advantage of this opportunity and make it, again, a win-win for, for everybody involved? I will say Adrian, who is the director mm -hmm. for it, he's fantastic. Yes, he is. And, he, and as Jill described, you know, the soft skills and helping them helping the students determine what are your goals, right? Not only the soft skills, but also the business-related skills. It's been nice as a business owner to really understand how the program is laid out, not only from a student perspective, but it's also helping me sharpen some of my skills around making sure that I'm the, I'm the right leader for her. So I, I appreciate what the city and the chamber have done to prepare us as business owners, but also our interns as well. So thank you both for that. And the next Great. generation. For sure. Yes. I mean, we can't do enough, right, for the next mm -hmm. generation coming up to say, okay, what else can we give you? What else can we do give you? You know, the leadership skills that they're learning in that program. Oh, my gosh, I would have died for those, you know, for those opportunities back then. Um, you know, it's a great opportunity. And then the job lizard. So give us a little yeah, bit I'm not more. I'm familiar with it. You mentioned the monsoon. Yeah, you told us about the, like, the dates. But tell us more what that oh, means, sure. like how to get involved or... 
that. Sure. We, we talk, we talk about this so much internally, we get excited and we probably skip over some of the important details. Um, so it's really to help businesses promote their hiring opportunities. So think of it as kind of a reverse job fair in some ways. So instead of going to a convention hall and all sitting at these little tables and booths and talking to folks as they come through, we're getting all that hiring information up front, creating a website, and the businesses then um, host the folks on site. So the candidate gets to go to the business on those dates and meet with hiring managers and learn about the opportunities and the culture. And they get to see what's the commute there? What is, what's the building look like where I'm going to be driving to every day? Or, you know, what, who, who is this hiring manager that I might work for? Um, they get to learn so much more. And, and it was kind of interesting because we were going to have it kind of in that older model, as I mentioned, you know, like the convention center type model. But we started to hear from our businesses, gosh, we can't even spare a person to go sit at a table at an event right now. We're mm-hmm. so understaffed. And we thought, well, how could we do it differently? And we came up with this job monsoon idea. Right. And and so we um, provided posters and lots and lots of PR. It's really a PR campaign. But it helped these businesses that wouldn't otherwise have the ability to have all these morning you know, TV and radio spots and have the mayor out there speaking about them and their opportunities. So it it was really a neat experience and we're excited to be kind of doing the 2.0 version of that in January. Exciting. So tell us the dates again for that. That's the week of January 15th. Okay. And people can find the information, I assume, on Tempe.gov. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Kelly's done this a time or two, right? (laughs) She'll she'll nudge us along so we say what we need to say. (laughs) And we'll also have it on our chamber website, tempechamber.org. Oh, good. Perfect. Speaking of 2022, what do you got coming, Karen, in uh, your world in 2022? Uh, Gosh, so many things. So I'll narrow it down because I could talk all day. Uh, We just launched, myself and a couple of uh, fellow business owners, the 100 Businesses That Care Greater Phoenix Giving Circle. Jacqueline DeStremps, who owns Another Hand Advantage, has been on the uh, kind of the founding committee for the 100 Businesses, uh, or excuse me, 100 Women Who Care. Valley of the Sun, and I think they've been in around for maybe six years, maybe longer. Uh, I think, yeah, five or six years. And so as a business owner and somebody who's been contributing to the Awatuki Circle uh, for several years, I kept thinking, we need to make this, you know, available for business owners, too. It's lovely to do it as a, a woman in business. Um, but I would love to bring that idea around philanthropy to business owners. So the circle will be right here at Max 6. Uh, January 19th is our first giving circle. We had a soft launch in October where we just invited people to come and learn a little bit about what this giving circle is like. And the whole idea is that we come together once a quarter and a business owner and or somebody who represents maybe a larger enterprise uh, can come and, and become a member. There's no fee. But the group comes together once a quarter. They listen to three different uh, shares about some sort of nonprofit who is, has been vetted by uh, their leadership team. And it has to be a 501c3 that's been in existence for at least three years. And we're really looking to try to help more people know about the great work our nonprofits are doing to help our community that won't likely end up on the, you know, the TV news. We know that some of the larger organizations, we hear about them all the time and they're doing great work, but there's so many other boots on the ground organizations that could use some funding and some, you know, cheerleading and, and encouragement in addition to volunteers. So this is a very easy way for a busy, very business, uh, very busy business person or professional to hear about a variety of 
uh, nonprofits and champion them. And then their give is $250 every quarter. And so if you imagine and do the math, we've got at least 100 businesses who are committing to uh, supporting one nonprofit at 250 Very quickly, we're making a huge impact collectively instead of if we could just, you know, donate ourselves. Uh, so we're very excited about that. And uh, you can learn more about it at 100. Let's see, 100 BTC Greater Phoenix, I think, is our, our uh, organizational um, website. And I'll make sure to put it in the notes as well. Or just hundred businesses that care, Greater Phoenix. Do we have that? As, it. Yes, it's all. Yes, I suppose. <laughs> hey, that's how Google works, right? Yes. <laughs> and and then I want to mention too briefly. Mary Hall is our other um, founder. Myself, Jacqueline, and Mary. And Mary is a culture wise consultant. And I've met her through conscious conscious capitalism. So it's fun to bring all you know, like we were saying earlier, all these different groups and like minded individuals to further the mission and the and the purpose around doing good business. And your coaching practice has been around for a long time, and that's just always going in the background, right? Um, As well as having the radio station tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So it's been um, word of mouth and referral for a good 13 years, which is why I opened the studio four years ago, because I wanted to find a way to let more people know about what I was doing without having to be the cold sales person. <laughs> I don't I don't do well with that. And it's it's been very effective. So um, I work with oftentimes small businesses, but also individuals who are looking to get to that next level in their life. They're typically high-performing individuals who are doing really well either financially or maybe physically or in their relationship, but there's one area of their life that has been that sticking point. And so we help identify what that is, what their learning style is, where maybe some of their roadblocks are, and then help them get out of that that uh, out of that rut, so to speak. And then Kelly um, introduced me to trauma work um, about two years ago when I went through a traumatic experience myself and had to find a way to quickly heal and you know continue to show up in life for myself and my my kids. And um, so I've since become a trauma guide after four sessions with the trauma guide that Kelly introduced me to. I'm like. Where do I learn how? This was the missing piece of my coaching practice that I didn't even know was missing. And so now I'm on the board for our um, trauma integration group. And um, we have a Mind Well show here at the studio that Michelle Jones, our instructor uh, and lead um, practitioner, um, hosts. And it's all around you know, mind, mindful wellness and uh, the impact that trauma can have on us, both pa- both negatively and positively. So for next year for me, it looks at like uh, some online coaching programs and instead of just the one-on-one so that I can help and reach out to more people. The trauma stuff is integrated into our lives no matter what, right? It's 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 there, um, but it's often not talked about in business. No. And I love um, when I met... Um, Julie Gustafson is is the one that I introduced you to. And it was like, wait a second, like you said, everything's going great, but there's this one piece, right? What What is this one piece that's holding me back? Or what is this one area of my life that I'm not doing so well in? Mm-hmm. And what are those triggers and what are those things? And it was like, I've never been to anything like it in my entire life, right? So So I was like, oh my gosh, this is the best thing ever. Um, So just to keep, you know, referring people and right, bringing people together. And I loved that we got to help them start the trauma integration so that they can train other practitioners, other people, other coaches to do this work because the integration, right? It's, It's a whole person. It's not just, oh, let's get you well, you know, for business or let's get you well for... 
you know, it's a holistic approach to well, to the being, right? For for all of us to survive, to thrive, we have to have all of it. And you've been a big part of that. So you've been a client of Julie's, right? Which is why you referred me. And we would be remiss if we didn't thank you for saying from that business perspective, more people need to learn how to do this. How can we lay this out? So Julie and of course, Michelle that I mentioned have been working with you as, you know, as their orchestrator, I think, which is so lovely and, um, and helping bring a, a collaborative picture and not just us as trauma guides, but recently you've been helping them develop um, kind of a, not a collaborative, a collaborative right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the yoga instructor, the meditative structure, excuse me, instructor, the intuitive coach, uh, the health coach, widening the network so that when we can work through the trauma and we have a client who says, well, you know, now I want to do X, Y, Z, if we as a practitioner can't manage that ourselves and it's out of our wheelhouse, we have a great referral source. But we, Kelly, you, that's been all you. So thank you. I mean, not all you, right? Uh, But you've been really helpful to help them design the next level business. When we started, um, when I started with her probably four or five years ago, there was only two practitioners in the entire state doing this work. I'm like, wait a second. They're, not everybody can be served like that. This doesn't. And so, you know, the, Michelle and Julie, we did what I call brain dump sessions. So clients come in, we're like, just give me all you got and just tell me what you're working on. And then oh, let's mind map it. Let's figure out a solution. They just started, you know, brain dumping to me. And all of a sudden I was like, you guys, this is a whole business. And I just started drawing and doing all these things. And out There's of the, nine or 10, how many practitioners? 12. 12. Jen Burwell, I know you know Jen with Max 6. I know, I think Jill does mm-hmm. too. So Jen yes. was with Max 6 for a very long time and just recently branched out on her own for her business. She was a client of mine for both business and, of course, working through some of the things we're, we're lightly talking about. And Jen is now a certified practitioner as well. And it's, she's, it's amazing. Oh, I just <laughs> yeah. love it. The ripple effect. The, the right? concentric circle, right? It just keeps growing and growing and all those incredible connections. And speaking of small business, tell you at the beginning, Jill, you talked about, um, I didn't even realize that there's a whole, you know, department to help small, small business in the Tempe city. Is that terrible that I don't know that? <laughs> I've been in Tempe my whole <laughs> life. I, I'll admittedly say I show up in business, you know, I show up uh, personally, but I just have seemed to leave out, I don't know why, um, in my brain, politics. <laughs> it's just gone, right? So then I think of, okay, well, the Tempe government is just one of those things, right? It's just not in my radar. And when I started having this show, I was like, oh my gosh, wait a second. We need more people coming together, collaborating. Let's do this. So when Mayor Corey Woods Last summer when he was inducted, I had him on uh, the radio show and I was and local first. And, you know, and I was like, okay, come on, you guys, let's all figure out a way to help each other. Right. Absolutely. So tell us about the small businesses or how you help small businesses. Sure. So, you know, in economic development, people hear those words and they go, well, what the heck is is that? Right. (laughs) And nobody really goes to school to be an economic developer anyway. So um, really, it's, you know, being an, an advocate and a guide and a resource for our business community. That's really kind of what economic development exists to do and to help create jobs and capital investment in our city. Those are the kinds of things that we're measured against. But with our small business community, um, the kinds of things that we like to do at Tempe are just make sure that, you know, every resource that can help a business maintain, grow, thrive, you know, stay in our community and be, you know, like I said, happy, healthy, and here. So, for example, it might be, 
that uh, we refer them to some workshops to help them with some of the financial learning that they might they might really benefit from from the SBDC or from SCORE, the Service Corps of Retired Executives, which is a, a nonprofit that I think a lot of folks have started to, to learn about. But they're really a, a fantastic organization that gives a lot of good advice. It doesn't cost anything for their business advice, and it's retired executives that just want to give back. So, And it's um, administered through the Small Business Association. So these people are trained and vetted, and they have some terrific experience to share. Um, some of the other things that we do, um, I guess I can talk about some of the things we did um, over this last 18 months that we're very proud of. We were able to launch a grant program and provide grants to 183 Tempe businesses. Uh, we know that, you know, they use those for things just like kind of, you know, paying for their electric bill or, you know, paying for rent. Or maybe they had some extra PPE that they needed to buy or or some modifications at their business to keep everybody safe. Um, so they were able to, to use those monies in that way. We also just um, provided sanitizers and masks to about 700 Tempe businesses. Certainly all of this with the help of our partners. We couldn't have done it without the chamber, without tourism, um, and without our downtown Tempe authority. So, you know, those are the kinds of things that we've done in the most recent period. But, you know, we help folks with plan review and permitting. We just try to be a, a resource and a help in every way that we can and a connector. That's probably the overarching theme is a connector to resources. And we save time and money. I always say I don't have a checkbook, but I can save folks time and money. <laughs> <laughs> Could I ask a question? I know the answer to this, but I'm not sure that our listeners would know that the Downtown Tempe Authority Kind of what is their role? Um, I Before I came to Mac 6, I was going to, to take a space right next to their office again four years ago. And that's the first I learned about them. But for our listeners who may not know, I think they play a really cool role uh, for Arizona, or excuse me, Tempe and Arizona, but Tempe businesses. Absolutely. So the Downtown Tempe Authority is our business improvement district. And so they manage the fees they collect from the businesses in our downtown district, and they use those to implement all kinds of services and programs in our downtown, whether it's for security or cleaning or managing parking. And probably those are kind of the behind-the-scenes things that folks don't think about that are really important. But also what they do that they're really known for and they do extremely well on is they plan a lot of the big events downtown, for example, the arts festivals, and they do a fabulous job of that. Um, it's one of the largest, most well-attended ones in the country, in fact, and it's held twice a year. Um, and we're really excited the next one is coming up the first weekend of December. And we weren't able to have it last year because of COVID. So it's exciting to see that happening again in our city. And they just do a lot of great things with our downtown businesses to keep them healthy and growing and serve their needs. And they work a lot with the city um, hand in hand. Oh, I love that. And connecting people and connecting the arts with every, you know, right. with the businesses, with what a cool collaboration. Speaking of collaboration. <laughs> all kinds of placemaking that they do downtown yeah. as well. All sorts of really fun events. They're in charge of the parade that's going to be happening, I believe, next Friday. Is that right, yes, Denise? next Friday. And then they have the boat parade coming up, which mm. is my favorite. Mm -hmm. um, they're going to do, do that a little different this year, but it should be great. Um uh, they, yeah, they do all the festivals down there that we all love and enjoy. Was it Saturdays in the park or Sundays? What's the Sunday? Oh, yeah, the they've, Sunday, they've got Sunday events. Sunday events. Um, now that they've just started to, to launch and then they did park after dark. And they're trying to just really reactivate downtown to get more foot traffic down there and, and, and you know, help those businesses get some of those revenues going again because it, it's been a bit of a rough time, obviously. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. With yeah. so many of the office workers gone, and, and that's, you know, the largest 
group of their clientele really in that area. Yeah. And everyone wants to get out now and have fun and see people and do things. And so the DTA, Downtown Tempe Authority, you know, puts on so many great things so that we can get out and enjoy the great city of Tempe. Yeah, I love all the different things that they Mm -hmm. offer. What a cool thing. Okay, so speaking of the business community, a lot of people know the chamber for one, usually one thing, right? Whether it's they know it because, oh, I need to join the chamber so I can network. I need to join the chamber so I can um, have my name seen and be a sponsor, right? So typically it's one thing, but the chamber does so many things. And and I know this because I've been a chamber member for probably 18 years, (laughs) right? Don't, Don't say my age out loud, right? Um, but tell us for people who don't know that the overarching, right? It's not just one, it's so many things. So business right. advocacy and all those. Right. So um, when we are pitching our memberships to uh, different organizations that haven't joined us yet, some of them will tell, tell us, you know, we don't have time to attend the events. We're not an event per- group. We don't have time. But that's not what we do. We do have some events and those are more networking events for those people who do want to get out there. And those are mainly for the smaller businesses that want to network and sometimes for the larger businesses that just need their resources. For example, Peloton just came on, you know, just came into Tempe and we are all very excited. The city is too. So um, anyway, um, they have been attending our events, believe it or not, a large company, but that's because they're new to Tempe and and they want to meet people and, and they want to connect with those resources that they need. But I would say the number one thing that most organizations don't realize that we do for them and we keep even though we keep telling them, you know, is we're an advocate for them. We are the voice of business. And um, as far as uh, legislative issues, and we we are the ones that will push for pro-business initiatives. And um, we hold our legislators accountable for that. Um, we are part of the EVCCA, which is the East Valley Chamber of Commerce Alliance. There are seven of us chambers here in the East Valley that are part of that. And Tempe is is also part of it. And we put together a legislative agenda. We work on that on a weekly basis and we um, distribute that to our legislators and then we grade them on it afterwards as to how they voted, if they voted on business-friendly legislation. And um, they are looking forward to that report card and they want to see an A on there. And unfortunately, there are some that end up with a D and um, they get really upset, but you know they're not voting business-friendly. And so we are promoting all of these things on all of our members' behalf and all of the business communities' behalf. So that's the number one thing that I think people don't realize. I had no idea. <laughs> I, I'm impressed. And what a great way to hold them accountable. Thank you. I love it. Yeah. I, I was in the chamber. I was even, it didn't occur to me, probably because it just didn't come up, until I was on the board of directors at the chamber. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're in, you, we have voting, right? And we all started talking. I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm embarrassed that I now am already now on the board of directors and I didn't know that. So that's huge. It's huge for people. And speaking of which, Business Radio X is the exact same thing. You're a voice for business. Tell us more how you partner uh, with people like me and associations and cities. And, you know, there's so many people that you help uh, in the community 
um, by partnering with them as their media source. You know, you're not just a media source. You're so many other things. So well, I think we, we, we always say we're the, the last thing we do is media, even though it's very apparent that's what we do, right? So uh, we really help people create relationships with the people that they want to do business with or that they want to thank and nurture that relationship along. So you had mentioned, Jill, Arizona Commerce Authority a while ago, and they help uh, sponsor the Arizona Tech Council show that we do um, once a month with Steve Zalstra. He and I both co-host that. We have it tomorrow, actually. And Conscious Capitalism, I mentioned, we do their show, People and Profit. Max 6, our building where the community that we're sitting in here, uh, we do their show as well. Uh, so we partner with organizations, professional organizations. I'd love to see some of the trade organizations create their own radio show and podcast as well, because again, it's a chance to let people know about the great work they're doing and stand out in their industry or in their community. Uh, and then there's several business owners like yourself, Kelly and Joe Puzz, who got to just join us for the Max 6 thank, you know, Thanksgiving lunch a few minutes ago after his show today. Joe's been with us for four years as a client of mine, and um, he's a project management consultant, and all of his guests are worldwide. So while Joe comes into the studio and, and Daryl helps produce, we're always using the Zoom uh, platform to have him connect with other project manage managers and um, authors and speakers all over the world. And this particular platform in the last four years that he's been with us has given him the leverage to be seen as one of the influencers for project management worldwide. And he continues to receive accolades as a result of that. So, and, and he'll always say, I'm just average Joe. I just was doing my thing. But now his business has grown from party of one in four years, just Joe as a consultant, to now he has a team, I believe, of 12. And he's opened up a second um, branch of his business, which is providing a leader platform for project managers. So a lot like what Kelly, what Kelly does uh, in her business with KLM Consulting, that's part of what I do as well, not only in my coaching practice, but every time I'm working with a, an organization or a business owner, we're listening to the conversations they're having with their guests and, and, you know, like you two do as well. Who do you need to know? What resource did you, do you need? Let me make that connection. Let's invite them, you know, to be a guest so that you can accelerate that relationship and then see where the synergy is. Local First Arizona has their show with us as well. And um, again, several business owners. It's, I, had I, when I started this, that I thought it was media I would have run in the other direction, not because I am opposed to media, but I knew nothing about it. And so I've had to learn. <laughs> Feet to the fire. This is for me about building relationships and really nurturing the, the, the longevity around being champions for each other so that we can all succeed together. And there's so many reasons, right? So we all need each other. We all, if we can work together, we do better, right? So if we involve the chambers, if we involve the cities, if we if we come together as a community of small businesses, large businesses, and help each other, what we all do better. We all, you know, it it, it helps all of us. And you're the perfect, perfect thing to do that. Um, people do. I don't think people realize that. So yeah. I wanted you to talk just like the chamber. I yeah, wanted you to talk about the, the and it's not just one thing. You're not just media. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I, 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 I'm sad when I hear business owners and it doesn't happen very often anymore, but they'll say to me, you know, the, either the Tempe business community or the Arizona business community isn't friendly or they're, they're hard to break into. And I often say to, say to them when I hear that at different networking events, 
who are you talking to? Because I talk to business owners all day long. Daryl sits in the studio five days a week, four shows a day, and we hear the opposite. We hear about the collaboration. We hear about the organizations that are championing for us, advocating for us, both when it comes to law and, and that sort of thing, uh, in addition to resources. This is one of the greatest communities, the city of Tempe, and I grew up here as well. And I that's what I want to continue to let people know. Like Arizona and Tempe specifically is a force to be reckoned with. And this is the place where you want to raise your family and, and have your business. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love it. <laughs> we all are, are fans of Tempe, obviously. <laughs> um, what's coming next besides the job? Um, Blizzard. That's I'm going to get it right at some point. Jill, what's coming in 2022 for you guys for the city? So we just received some funding for some additional small business programs we're really excited about. Um, One of them in particular that we'll be hopefully launching in the spring is the Small Business Technical Assistance Program. And what does that mean? That's kind of a mouthful. But basically, our businesses are telling us they need help with marketing. They need help with social media. They need help with recruiting and hiring. They need, you know, maybe some mentors or some consultants to help with some of these things. So we're going to be hiring a group of consultants that can provide a platform to do that. It's probably the easiest way to say that. And so, because, you know, we're a small team and we can only reach so many businesses on on our own. So if we can hire a group to help us with that, and we looked at best practices across the country and even in the region and several other cities are doing that and doing it well. So we're excited to see, you know, the the different groups that bid on that. Um, Hint, hint, folks that want to be looking for that to come out in the near future and, and bid on it. And, um, you know, to select a great group that's going to help Tempe businesses move to the next level. Oh, I love that. I, I just have had recently several clients say to me, they're not everybody can be your client, right? You can't you can't help everybody. Are you going to write a book? Are you going to like what else are you going to do? Because I'm doing that exact thing, right? Like helping them start their business, grow their business, sustain their business. Uh, that's what my business is. And so I love that the city's going to do that. We need more. If I could just duplicate myself, we'd be in better shape. And it sounds like the the city's going to do that. What? How cool is that? When will that be launched in January? Is that right? Or your that'll time. that'll be in in the spring. I, okay. I can give you quite exactly a date, but it'll be in the spring because we've got to go through a, a bid process sure. and, come and back, selection. When, come back and whether it's Kelly's show or or my show or one of our other shows, come back and celebrate. That's huge. I know Local First did I think something similar recently. Does that sound right? I don't know, but they've but, done some similar things. Um, City of Mesa did a great job yes. in offering a platform around that. City of Phoenix offered something similar, and then we looked at some other. Um, cities across the country, and we're really it. excited about it. Yeah, come back and let's tell that story and and uh, share some of the success, or at least get people introduced to it, because that's I think that's huge. Again, since I'm a small micro business, it's it's important to get the help that you need before you can have a, a full time team. <laughs> Another thing I, I don't want to uh, fail to mention, it's kind of exciting. It's more of a regional play. I help lead the team of cities that put on the Entrepreneur Week events. And so um, there are six of us that participate in that. And this year we're doing it a little bit differently. It's going to be a one-day event. We're going to put all of our resources into that one day, have some really great speakers and topics and resources to help entrepreneurs and startups and small businesses um, and really show them the love. (laughs) And that'll be in April. And so kind of stay tuned for that. Phoenix East Valley Partnership helps us with that. And then the cities participating in that this year are Tempe, Mesa, Chandler, Queen Creek, Apache Junction, and Gilbert. Awesome. (laughs) 
Oh, that's I knew I was going to protect somebody there. <laughs> <laughs> the speaking of the economic vitality um, of the city in general, how how do you guys have that? How are you going to help that at the chamber, Denise? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, in collaboration with the city, I mean, I think that we collaborate so well together on all of these things that Jill was just speaking about. You know, it's the city here is great about keeping everybody involved. So we have a group called Team Tempe. I love that name, Team Tempe. That's the city, the chamber, the DTA, and the Tempe Tourism. And we meet on a weekly basis and we share. Um, we don't keep anything from each other. And we share and we work together to maintain the city's economic vitality. Uh, for the chamber, you know, we have Business Academy starting up again. This will be our second year of Business Academy. And this is a leadership and educational program. And we're starting off with our first speaker will be Mayor, ex-Mayor Neil Giuliano, which is a fantastic speaker on leadership. So we are starting that program up again. Um, we have our Woman in Business Mentorship Program that um, is just starting up as well. And I think we were talking a little bit about that earlier, but um, that's a fantastic program. I was a mentor myself once. And you get just as much out of it being a mentor as you are as a protege. We have a speaker series that aligns with that where um, uh, anyone can come. doesn't have to be just women. We don't limit it to women. As we know, Daryl's going to be a part of it, too. And in fact, um, I was really, really blessed to get the first male protege that the Chambers Women in Business program ever had. And it, he was assigned to me. And at first I thought, oh, I wanted a young woman. Why do I get a guy? You know. <laughs> but then, you know, I was, so, I, it was, it was just really a blessing for me. And uh, got, after getting to know him, you know, he actually became actually the Chamber of Commerce Chairman of the Board. So, um, yeah, so we had a great relationship. We still have a great relationship. So it's a really great program. You learn a lot from each other, and it really helps build your leadership skills and, and your professional skills in the workplace. So those are just a, a couple of things that we're doing. We just finished our State of the City, which was a huge event. We work with the mayor and the city council on a lot of different programs, and um, we're working with the city on uh, sustainability and their climate action plan as well. Oh, that's so good. And you're working with uh, you have a sustainability committee mm -hmm. even for that yes uh, we do you have so many things in the chamber it's hard to keep track of all of them right right we even have a sustainability pledge that businesses can go online to tempechamber.org and and sign up and and that's their pledge saying that they're going to operate their businesses in a sustainable way and we were uh, the the first chamber to implement this so yeah. we're really very proud of that. Oh, that's so exciting. I can't wait to I've been a part of almost everything. <laughs> once you once you become a, a Tempe Chamber member and start to get involved, you kind of get sucked in, right? Yeah. But there's so many cool things. The the mentoring program you talked about, again, if we all help each other, right? So I was a mentee, uh started one of my businesses through that um program with Jackie Thompson, who used oh, to work for Southwest yes. Airlines as my mentor. Oh, can't get hardly lucky. any better. I know. <laughs> yeah. I was very lucky uh, to have her as a mentor and then have done the other side, right? Men being a mentor twice. And you learned so much about yourself as a leader. We were talking about earlier having career ready Tempe, you know, anything that you can do as on the mentor side or pro professional development as a mentee, as a protege, it it's important. And it's a win-win all the way around. I always learn something every time I'm in that program. And that leadership speaker series that you have end of January, beginning of February is coming up. 
that has the best speakers always. Mm-hmm. And it and it's always under attended, you know, it used to be in the past, um, probably 10, 15 years ago before, mm-hmm. before you guys were involved. It was, it was, un, you know, under attended. And I thought, oh my gosh, everybody needs to hear these speakers. Everybody needs to hear all these people's amazing wisdom. And, and so I hope that they'll, you know, you can come as a non-member. Yes, that's correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. a great way to to kind of come feel the community a little bit, to come to that, come, you know, to the to the state of the city, right? There's there's events that people can come to that aren't members to get a feel for how nice we are. <laughs> right. And members always get a special rate, though. <laughs> but we welcome non-members to come and experience the chamber and its offerings as well. We just passed Veterans Day. I, I, I know Suki's no longer with the chamber. She's moved on to another opportunity. So I only know about the veteran group through Suki. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah. So we have a military affairs committee, which we call MAC, and we do a lot with them. In fact, um, there's banners, veterans banner, tribute banners that are hung downtown Tempe on Mill Avenue and on Ash right now. And our military affairs committee actually purchased seven banners to honor seven of our Tempe veterans, um, and they're hanging right now mainly on ash. Um, so that's just one of the things that they do. We um, just honored um, two servicemen recently, I think it was just last week, at the 161st Air Refueling, and uh, they were both women, which I, I love seeing that um, this year. But it's really an organization to honor our veterans and to help our veterans in find what they need and, and help them out as well as honor them. That's another workforce thing, right? There's a lot of veterans that need um, that need jobs. Yes, they're looking for jobs. And in my one of my past lives, when I was trying to decide what I was going to do next, mm-hmm. owned four business. This is my fourth business, and I thought, I think I'm going to go work for somebody. You know, <laughs> well, no, I don't <laughs> think so. I think I'll just start another business. But uh, I heard a lot about the 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 you know when i was even looking right and trying to get hired it is a terrible the system i feel like is broken right of the really good skilled people trying to get hired and and i know denise you and i had this conversation i don't know how many years ago about the the process of like you have to go online and you have to, and you you have to fit the algorithms perfectly Great, or you get kicked to, out, or you get kicked <laughs> out, at right? It. Or nobody's looking at it. I feel like we need to have something it's, to help yeah. to fix that problem. It's interesting that you bring that up because um, we, me and Jill, were just on a presentation yesterday, I believe it was, and it was very interesting. And you know, um, it was talk, it was talking about how employers are having a hard time hiring people, and there are hidden talents out there, um, which includes veterans, which includes. Um, ex-convicts, which includes moms who can only work, you know, from nine to three because they need to be able to drop their kids off and they need to be able to pick them up. But all of these different um, hidden talents that employers can can use for their workforce. And so we're, uh, we in the city and, and DTA and Tempe Tourism, we're all going to be working together, Team Tempe, um, to <laughs> to further investigate this and see what we can get out to our employers there's also, um, it was interesting to hear about how some businesses are rewarding um, their employees, both uh, the new employees and uh, their current employees. For example, um, there's one company that pays them after after each day of work. They pay them mm-hmm. every day. And so we found that was an interesting way. And then there are companies that give 
hiring bonuses, but then the people that work there are like, well, what about me? You know, I've been loyal. I've been working for you for five years and, you know, what do we get out of it? So now they're starting to offer the stay at, stay at work bonuses, you know? Wow. Yeah. So, and it's hard to compete though, if you're a small business and mm -hmm. trying to compete against bigger businesses mm -hmm. who can't afford to pay these bonuses, can't afford to pay. I have a client who is a home care agency, 150 employees. And she's like, I don't know how I'm supposed to compete, you know, but a lot of access and a lot of, you know, are her clients and her caregivers. How am I supposed to compete with, you know, offering these huge bonuses to, to get caregivers yeah. to come to work the the shortage is so critical right now and and so i'm just hoping that the the cities and the chambers and everybody can help you know either with the hiring process and or you know with the shortage yeah because well, there are other benefits too that they can give you know it kind of depends on the business you have to adapt it to your business yeah like denise said you know if you really want to target moms that are interested in working limited hours that might be a hidden workforce that you haven't tapped into yet so I would just say stay tuned because I think you're going to see some exciting offerings uh, from Team Tempe mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> um, on these topics to really help our businesses with some of these meaty issues that they're dealing with right now. Mm -hmm. Oh, that would be huge. That would be huge. Keep me posted. <laughs> yeah. I'll be using those, pulling all those resources in for my clients because they're always asking me, you know, for hiring help or whatever it is to grow their business. So keep me posted on all that. And uh, shout out to the Center for the Future of Arizona because they've done some really powerful research on these kinds of things. So folks may want to check in into kind of what they're doing too. Say it again one more time. The Center for the, the Center for the Future of Arizona. Oh wow. There's always, you know, all these things, right? Yeah. It's like the center. I feel like I'm pretty well dialed in just given the gift that I get to meet so many business owners and professional organizations, but I've heard a couple of new new little nuggets today. So it's great. So yeah. exciting. Well, we can you believe we've been talking for almost an hour? I cannot believe it. It goes and by somebody so here, fast. I won't mention names, was worried that it would just be too long. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We I, did good. We did good. No. Um, so we are on Phoenix Business Radio X, so I would love to hear the success formula that you guys have created. I know it very intimately. Yeah. Well, you, um, I love it for yeah. my business. But you kind of, thank you, Daryl. You kind of alluded to it earlier that while we are media, we're really about building relationships. But there's so many other aspects. So we really kind of divided into a six six sided success formula, increased visibility being one of them, of course, by, by the very nature of being on a live radio program and having it be a podcast that's available, you know, anytime, day or night, all over the world. In addition to all of us here, our teams will now push it out to social media. That many more people know us about it. So it helps increase your visibility. Lead generation, we hear that's the number one thing from our organizations that need new members or our business owners who, who need to have more clients or customers. This is a great way to create lead generation. And, of course, instant credibility. Um, it's kind of a funny term, but you all come with just a vast amount of expertise and knowledge. And Kelly gave us an opportunity to speak to that. Media does a funny thing for us, right? If you're in a magazine or if you're on a TV show or a podcast or radio show, people think, well, but, you know, what is Denise? What is something? Denise is doing something right if people are listening to her. And she has an opportunity to share that credibility very easily. And then this is, I think, one of Kelly's favorite parts as one of our clients. It's a content creator. 
Uh, everything that we do is Creative Commons content. So if David is listening from the Tempe Chamber, I think I've already told him this, but he can take each of Denise's little snippets and the stories and the wisdom that she's shared, and he can pull it into smaller sound bites so that we have you have those on the Tempe Chamber, social media, and Kelly does that for a lot of our clients and, and her clientele as well. And then the thing that we've done that I haven't mentioned is this is a conversation around thought leadership, right? Bringing these collaborative uh, efforts together and really representing businesses and the community. This is a chance and a platform to share what makes a difference in our community. So that's those are all the things that we're proud of. And, and as you mentioned earlier, we look at it through one lens. I'm the relationship person, so I'm always looking at it through that. But that relationship that's created here in this moment and in these moments for all of our clients just has this ripple effect and there's all the different ways in which to use uh, this experience. So thank you for asking. And Daryl, thanks for the prop. <laughs> Daryl's behind the scenes uh, producing our show today. Yes. So before we end, Jill, uh, Denise, and Karen, I just want to thank you all for coming today. Thank you for your collaboration with all of us, small businesses, big business associations, all of us. It's so important, right? We can continue to develop, continue to grow, um, and, and continue to make a difference uh, elevating humanity, as conscious <laughs> capitalism says, right? If we all help each other. So thank you all very much for coming. Jill, can you tell uh, listeners where everybody can find you? Oh, absolutely. Jill underscore Bushbacher at Tempe.gov. My last name is spelled B-U-S-C-H-B-A-C-H-E-R. Um, pleased to to work with you and help you. And if you go to the Tempe.gov website and look up economic development as well. Does the um, City of Tempe have a LinkedIn page, and do you have one professionally, individually as well? Are you active on LinkedIn too? Yes. Okay. Good. Yes. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah. I just know a lot of people of our listeners will, will not only go, of course, to your website, but they like to make those connections on LinkedIn as well. So everybody, we hope everybody's on LinkedIn. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm limping along. <laughs> Absolutely. Denise, what about you? How people can get a hold of you in the chamber? Okay, well, um, our website is tempechamber.org, and you can find me at denise at tempechamber.org. Easy. I am on LinkedIn, and just look me up by Denise Hart. You'll find me really quickly. And uh, please look me up. Uh, love to see all of you try to connect with me because I'd love to connect with everybody. Awesome. Thank you very much. And Karen? Yes, phoenixbusinessradiox.com. Uh, we are on LinkedIn, and I am on LinkedIn individually. Uh, my coaching practice right now is quite full, so it's by referral only or even just reach out. But I have yet to do any marketing. Once we launch the online program, then we'll have a website for that. And, yeah, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. And uh, I'm grateful for both Daryl and, and James, who is our social media specialist, and Mary, even our intern with uh, Career Ready Tempe, she's doing some social media for us. She's taking those little sound bites that I mentioned uh, that we, you know, can create out of these shows and turn them into audiograms. And of course, Kelly, I, you know, I know I'm a guest, but this is a great uh, relationship, not only a friendship, but everything that you've done to help me grow these last two years. I'm very, very grateful for you. I can't believe it's only been two years. <laughs> and we've really only known each other for that long because we became fast friends. A lot of people, you'd been on with us as a guest years before, like two years before. Right. And then people kept saying, you got to get to know Kelly. And finally, we're like, okay, let's meet. And then we're like, uh, where have you been all my life? <laughs> and we've just been, again, friends, but also uh, champions for each other businesses and certainly helping each other uh, get to that next level. So thank you. Instantly connected, right? I, I have found, in especially in the last six months or a year, and I'm not sure if it's the pandemic 
or, you know, the openness or the collaboration or what it is. But I, I have the most loving clients. So thank you very much. I really <laughs> appreciate it. You've been listening to Collaborative Connections Radio Show and Podcast sponsored by KLM. We're a business development firm. If you want to start, grow, or sustain your small business, give us a call. Thank you for listening. And until next time, happy connecting. Mm-hmm.